to you live from Studio 1A in Morgan's house. My name is Morgan Woolard. And my name is Kat O'Donnell. Welcome to Millennials Unscripted. We're two millennials and we'll be coming to you every Wednesday unfiltered, unscripted, and unapologetic as we provide our perspectives on relationships, work, and life. If you're looking for advice or just a chat with your friend that tells it like it is, you've come to the right place. Did you miss us? <laughs> I know I did. It's so nice to be back on your couch, Morgan. It's just such a sigh of relief. And today Richard was home early. What a treat. We get the whole Woolard. How do you say his last name? Mejia. Mejia Household. He has the most typical Spanish name. <laughs> Is that like the most common? It's kind of like Lopez. Oh. Yeah. What? O'Donnell? Pretty. Like, I'm going to be Morgan Mejia. (laughs) Like, let's just put that in perspective. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm telling you you can hyphen that because Morgan Woolard Mejia. No. Like, that's worse. (laughs) (laughs) It's so long. You know, like. Um, I remember when I was younger, I used to be, like, so jealous of people with last names that were just, like, Smith because of the Scantron test where you had to bubble in <laughs> every fucking letter. I was like, God damn it. I want whoever I marry better have a short last name. I always wanted, like, Scott or, like, Jones. That was, like, going to be, like, a name that I wanted to marry. <laughs> and now it's Mejia. <laughs> At least, like, the worst thing for us growing up was, like, at the graduations, they would last forever. Your W. We're at the end of the fucking alphabet. So, luckily, like, for our kids, like, M. Yeah. Average. It's like, oh. I know. A is the beginning and the end. Yeah. And sometimes they'd switch it up and be like, okay, last name, last name of the alphabet first. Okay, that's never happened to me. (laughs) My school. Um, oh, this is a little unrelated, but since I just brought up school, something that I was, and then I'll get into my trip a little bit, but I was scrolling through Instagram and I got a friend request. It was called, um, Montgomery County Speaks Out, and pretty much I went to a wealthy private school, and so, um, students who went to those private schools um, started like an anonymous Instagram page where they talked about all of like their experiences with sexism, racism, um, there was accounts of sexual trauma and you know as I was sitting there and thinking back and like how fortunate I was to go to such a good school I also was like how fucking naive was I? I had no idea someone from my class was raped by someone on the football team in my class. And they didn't put names or anything. But here I was during this whole, like, oh, my school wasn't racist. There was no sexism in my school. I I was reading it, and it brought me to tears because I was like, you know, I think that I could have opened my eyes up better because I was very privileged and chose not to look at those types of things when now that I'm going back and thinking about it, there were situations with myself um, that I witnessed with other people. Um, But I know that kind of like sidetracked really fast, but it was something that I was thinking about when I was flying that I've noticed now 
thanks to all of the, you know, Me Too movements in the past and now the Black Lives Matter, how aware I am of like hyper acute instances of like racism, which I wasn't before. Um, so it's nice to be able to recognize that everything that we talk about here, I'm actually like putting into practice every single day. I almost got arrested the other day. Listen, what? Listen to how profound <laughs> this is. Not really, but like almost. I was standing in Walgreens, um, and this Hispanic boy was cashing out this old white man, and all of a sudden, I'm like three people behind, and I hear him just lay into him. And I heard something racist, something about Mexican. I didn't get the full sentence. Oh, you best believe I ran up to the front of the line and I was like, immediately, I like, and the manager came over and took the old man away and all of a sudden he was super nice to the white manager and I was like, I took the kid to the side and I was like, are you okay? You want to know? I started crying. He goes, I'm just grateful I have a job and customers give me the ability to have a job, so I'm okay. I'm shaking because I was crying so hard. Can you imagine? No. And here I am. Oh, I have to take on social media at work. And I come (laughs) over to Morgan's crying. And, like, people, he clearly, it was not the first time he had dealt with anything like that. It's so sad because for them it's, like, normal. Yeah. And I was sort of, like, outraged. Yeah. I was outraged. (laughs) But I do think, like, going back to what you said, like, I'm so happy that these movements happened and came to light, like, at our age. Mm -hmm. So it really helps us, like, have that heightened sense of awareness. Yeah. And it will play into, like, when we raise our kids. And that's going to be huge because we'll have so much awareness of, like, you know, what's racist, what's sexist, like, what's okay, what's not okay, and so many different things that were never taught to us as kids, and we kind of, like, had to learn that on our own, like, yeah, we, we've not learned about privilege when we were young, did we know anything about white privilege? No. Did we know anything about, like, me too? No. No. Like, so, it's really just, like, I would say a blessing in disguise, and we're, we are privileged to be saying it's a blessing. Yes. Because 100%. for other people, that's their way of life. And, like, that's something they have to deal with every single day. We don't. But, I mean, like, what I, whatever, like, you said, say something like that, like, I always go back to, like, okay, like, how the fuck am I going to raise a Hispanic child? Yeah. Because, like, our children will be mixed and... Like I said before, some will come out looking Hispanic and some may come out looking, like, super white. So you never know. And, like, I don't even know how I would handle that as a mother. Like, I feel like I would go to jail. <laughs> I would, like, kill someone. I would. A thousand yeah. percent. I, I know, like, oh, you have to be the bigger person. <laughs> Take oh, my road. I'd be like, <laughs> no. Yeah. It's going down. It's really... And you would think... That, not that people should, like, hide being racist, but it, you would think they might learn with everything going on. Like, here I was, standing in a Walgreens in a line full of people. Yeah. I mean, 
it's also like I've tried having the conversation with my dad. Yeah. About like what things he says or things someone else says that is racist. Yeah. And he's like, you know me, I'm not a racist. I have black friends. And my head is like, are you fucking crazy? Because yeah. and I think a lot of people use that as, and they genuinely believe because I I'm friends with black people, I'm not racist. Right. I think it's called, like, a microaggression or something. Something like that. But I was just like, you are racist. Yeah. You literally do not remember how you raised us. Yeah. And, like, things you would say around your kids. And that's why it's so important to be aware of the things you say. Because kids are so impressionable. And the things you say and the things you feel, whether you're telling your child to feel that way or not they're going to adopt that regardless. It's the same kind of way with, like, politics. Like, kids kind of adopt their parents' way of thinking and way of speaking and their views, their religion, whatever it is. Yeah. And that kind of, like, plays into, and then it's just, like, kind of a snowball effect of, like, when the people that they're friends with, they're going to be the same way, the same religion, the same political beliefs. Not 100%, but usually that's the case. Um... So, like, you really just have to be super aware, I think, is, like, the moral of the story. Moral of the story. Um, but anyways, Kat just got back from Colorado, so she's gonna... I didn't... I asked her at all, like, how it really was, so I'm gonna... I'm right there with you guys. (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs) Um, let's see. Yes, so, typically, I took off the, um, week... Because every single year I go on a family vacation. My one sister lives in London. She'll fly over um, and we go to a place in South Carolina. And that's like our once a year family trip. But because of Corona, um, my sister flying internationally and my other sister had a new baby. We decided not. So I split it up kind of into two trips. I went up to go see my dad, my brother, and my niece and nephew. And then I went to Colorado uh, up in Philly, I went, and then I went to Colorado um, for Eric had a golf tournament, and it was his birthday, and it was just a great time to go on a trip. Um, so first, let me walk you through my flying experience. For anyone who hasn't been on a plane yet, um, it's near impossible to stay six feet away from anyone in an airport at all times. It's just not and it was a little bit startling for me just because I don't really go out too much and when I do people are pretty respectful of the six feet but like I wasn't used to having people literally on top of me like boarding the plane in the seat next to you so I was a little bit freaked out I have my latex gloves (laughs) I have my mask I have my Lysol wipes I literally wiped out the side of the plane my seat my armrest the tray everything um, and, uh, so that was, like, a little bit scary. I don't think I'll be flying again in the next, like, month or two. I think after that it will be fine. Um, so, Colorado. I spent two days in Boulder, which was beautiful. Um, Eric Wench's school, started school in, <laughs> at Boulder, and so it was really nice. He just, like, gave me tours of where he didn't go to class, and where he lived, and where he partied, up oh, this way, I got arrested, <laughs> um, and it's really, like, hippie town, yeah, 
very hippie town and what I found quite interesting is that um, I didn't know what Trustafarian meant before. What? A Trustafarian. What is that? Hippie kids that are trust fund kids. Oh. So like I was walking around, I couldn't sleep, there was a two hour time difference, it was like 5.30 there. So I got up and I was like, oh, okay, I'll go for a walk around the town. And I come back and I go, so I know this sounds quite um, ignorant of me, but <laughs> this like, kind of speaks to my point. It's you can't really tell who's homeless and who's not because literally everyone, it, that's just the way it is. And half of them like have trust funds and half of them are homeless. I feel like Denver is different though. Denver, I loved so Colorado we went on like a few little hikes um I've never been to Boulder so it's very affluent like juice shops everywhere and high-end boutiques um but also like it's a college town so they'll have like pizza shops and coffee shops and bars um and I was surprised by the amount of kids that were there I think a lot of people chose to stay on their on-campus housing instead of going home. I mean, you're in the mountains, I get it. Um, so that was fun. Eric and I just stayed there for two days. Um, didn't really do too much. Went on some walks, a bike ride, and then we went to Denver. Denver was much more metropolis. Like, it was much more of a city vibe than I was expecting. Um, really cool. It's like the best part of a city that you could imagine. You know, it's super clean. Still, everything's walkable, really great restaurants, nightlife. Um, it, it was really, really interesting to see a city like that because I've really only been to New York and Philadelphia and Miami, which don't get me started on. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't see any litter. And the people there, everyone was so friendly. Um, the altitude was okay. rough. When I went on, I went to a hike to go to the um, Red Rocks Amphitheater. Literally, both hands on my waist bent over, like, huffing and puffing every, like, five steps because the altitude was getting me so bad. But it was so beautiful. Anywhere you look, it's just either open and green or there's the Rocky Mountains to your west. Um... And so it was Eric's birthday on Friday, and so his best friend from Philadelphia lives out in Denver. So we did um, a part, like a picnic kind of dinner thing where we all were outside and had like bocce ball and did um, got takeout sushi, which I didn't like. Apparently, it's like Denver's best sushi spot. Um, no, it wasn't my forte. <laughs> I put of this gross looking piece of fish on my plate and I literally was like get that off get, I, I will not eat that get that don't embarrass me I was like don't embarrass me right Is now do you not like sushi Mm-mm. like basic oh like California not really. roll oh fake sushi yeah fake sushi like this was the ones where it was on the top the fish on the top oh real sushi real sushi <laughs> I was like oh no um but overall, it was a really, really nice time for us to spend time outdoors. It was really nice coming from working from home to, like, being on vacation and always being outside. 
Um, the parks there are incredible. We took birds around one day. Another day we just like toured all of the little parks and walked around. Everyone was so friendly. I was really, really a big fan of Denver and I dragged Derek to Restoration Hardware one day. I love Restoration Hardware. I was like, come here, come here, come here, come here. Picture, picture, picture. Because I'm like literally going on Wayfair to try and recreate everything because I can't (laughs) afford it. So expensive. Um, But yeah, it was one of my favorite trips just because of how laid back we had no plans, which was nice. Can't really plan too much either. Nothing was really open there. Complete opposite of Florida. Barely anything was open. Well, that's smart. Yeah. (laughs) Very smart. That's how you don't become a hot spot like Florida. Yeah. Florida's (laughs) a shit show. (laughs) Yeah. It's insane. I know. Um, So I know, like, we've talked about... I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast before, but I've been kind of drilling into Kat that... She should not move back to Philly because that's like where her head is at. And I'll kind of explain like where I come from on that. I think for me, it's also comes from like a protective place. And I think Philly is like comfortable. Very. For her. And there's so much more in the world. And she could have like the opportunity to you know, move somewhere else and start, like, a really good life rather than just, like, moving back to Philly and kind of, like, going in, like, the cycle. Yeah. So I think it's more of, like, keep your mind open. Be open to the opportunity. You know, you never know what you'd like even better than Philly. That's exactly right. And I, Morgan and I had talked about this a couple weeks ago, but... Which I think we spoke about it pretty recently before I left for my trip. And it, so it was pretty fresh in my mind. So I had that in the back of my head as I was driving around. And I was like, this was kind of that city feel that I was looking for. I don't think Colorado would be the place. But I think it was a good introduction for maybe tagging along with Morgan and some of her travels and going and seeing other parts of the country um, because it's so cool how different states just live differently. I thought that was really cool, and it definitely was in my head when I was there. What didn't you like about Denver? Um, It would be a big adjustment, so... Kat also hates change, and I am the opposite, and I love change. So, okay, so a real serious, serious, I'm not kidding about this. Everyone is so stoned, so everything is so slow. (laughs) Everything was so slow. I was like, oh my, like, we got pizza one night. And the guy was like, oh, yeah, shit, I was so high. I made, like, a pepperoni instead of a plane. So you guys just get both. And I'm like, listen, motherfucker. <laughs> we could have cut down half the time and I would have been fine with pepperoni. That would have trust me out, too. <laughs> and I think just, like, knowing, because I don't really, like, look for a place for Kat just for Kat. I'm kind of, like, looking in the <laughs> ideas of, like, her and Eric. And I'm like, I don't think they should move to a place where it's just stoners everywhere. <laughs> That might not be good for their recovery. (laughs) But I also, I think that was a big reason why I was like, I don't think you should move back to Philly because I also don't think there's really not much to do. 
there, you know, during the cold winter months. <laughs> that, oh no, you're and, hunkered down. And uh, I think it's really easy to fall back into like bad habits. Yeah. And maybe they not do that and they would have a great life in Philly and maybe, but also maybe they would and maybe they would thrive better in a different environment. So I think it's, like I said, just experiencing the world and then making a, an informed decision. Yeah. No, and I love that. And look, it's an excuse to go on vacations too. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about why you like Phoenix. I'm such an outdoors person. Yeah. And That's I, where Morgan's moving. I think you've mentioned that on here. I think so. Right? Maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, Richard and I were supposed to go this year just to, like, look at all the suburbs and the school districts um, and, like, make sure 100% that's the place. Um, but we both hate the cold. We hate Florida. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> Let me tell you why. <laughs> It's more of like, I've lived here my whole life. Yeah. I've gotten as much. Out of anyone, you would be able to have the most valid. Yeah. And I was like, you know, especially like I'll say South Florida. One, I hate the heat. All year heat. I like, I don't like the cold, but I do like experiencing a little bit of seasons. Fall. Yeah. I love fall. Fall is the best season. <laughs> but I also hated living in Philly, so I know for a fact I don't want to live somewhere cold. For me, it was, like, really depressing mm-hmm. when during the winter and there were no leaves anywhere. It was just, for me, it just felt, like, depressing. And, like, what do you do when you're, like, snowed in? You don't do anything. Nope. You just sit there and watch the snow and sit in your apartment and you need heat on and I remember at one time, I was having, like, a heat pile in my apartment. He wouldn't turn on, so I'd have to wear all these coats. Going to the gym, you have you have to wear all these clothes, and then you get to the gym, and then you have to take it all off. I like, forgot about all of this. <laughs> it's so true. Like, for me, that was, like, I'm glad I went because I always thought I wanted to move somewhere cold. <laughs> exactly. So you learned. <laughs> You're like, nope. And I knew when I came back, I was like, that's not happening. Yeah. But also, like, you know, Florida, um, South Florida especially, it's very, I would say, like, status-focused. You know, what you're wearing, um, how much money you have, what kind of car you're driving, what kind of house you live in, like, really determines who is friends with you. Um, I grew up like that. You know, I was judged in high school for driving a Ford Escape. And because, you know, they're... Everyone in my high school were getting Lamborghinis and Range Rovers for their 16th birthday. And I was I just like, fathom that. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god. And I just never <laughs> You're wanted... You're poor. <laughs> I, felt, I felt so poor. Oh my god. That makes me so sad. And I don't ever want my child to feel like that. You got me a Ford. <laughs> slap them. I wouldn't. I don't promote child abuse, but there would be some strong words said. And, I mean, kind of, like, goes along with what I was saying and, like, our unpopular opinions about, like, Christmas. Like, how, you know, you feel so much pressure, and I think the same thing goes with down here. You know, you feel so much pressure to, like, make more money, more money, more money, you know, and really no one ends up happy, and 
that's like I feel like there's no really like family values down here. Mm. There's no morals, mm. and that's maybe just like my experience. I know there's people down here with morals. I think it's just like the majority vibe that you get down here. Also, if you live in Florida and you hate the beach, probably not the best place to live. Morgan and I. <laughs> and even like my boyfriend Richard, he hates the beach. So like we don't really have anything to do on the weekend. What is there to do? Especially in the summer. It's too hot to yeah, like go for a like, walk. And what you do, you go to brunch and get drunk. <laughs> That's really all there is to do. Or you go to the beach. Like, other than that, there's, like, nothing to do. Um, we're very, like, outdoorsy. We love, like, hikes. We love being around animals. And after you go to three places that, <laughs> that exist here, you're kind of just like, okay, what's next? Yeah. You know, we tried getting into, like, paddle boarding. We have our own paddle boards. Once you do it, like, a few weekends in a row, you're like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so... For me, it was just, like, I wanted to find a place that I could see us raising a family. Um, something that's really important to me is moving somewhere that's really diverse. Um, so, like, my kids grow up with black kids, Spanish kids, white kids, um, whatever it is. Everything. Everything. <laughs> and um, it's also, like, important to me that there's, you know, Florida is known for everyone being an asshole. And even if, like... Right now, what's going on with, like, COVID, and it's, like, literally all over social media, no matter where you live. Oh, about like, Florida? About, like, even Palm Beach Counties, <laughs> specifically. I like them all, because I'm, like, I'm not from Florida, even though and, I've like, lived here for and four if you years. Read the, like, Richard and I were like, okay, let's read the comments, see what people are saying. So, we were reading the comments on Facebook, oh, and no. people were like, they should just, like, cut off the, <laughs> the edge of the country, so Florida just drifts into the ocean. <laughs> Other people were like, of course it's Florida, only Florida people. And I was just like, everything in my head was like, get me the fuck out yeah, of here. <laughs> I can't wait to post something like this. <laughs> but yeah, it's really important to me that we go somewhere where like, there's good people. Obviously there's shitty people everywhere you go. Yeah. You know, you're going to find that. But I want the majority to be good and not, you know, here the minority is good. Yeah. So... That's, like, really important to me. It's really important to me that we're around, like, mountains, but it's also, like, warm. Yeah. Which is, like, Phoenix. Yeah. In a nutshell. Yeah. But I also like the city vibe of, like, having things fun to do, nice mm-hmm. restaurants to go to, bars if we want to, mm-hmm. um, a lot of parks. And that was, like, a really big plus because Phoenix is, like, one of the largest cities in the country. I've heard um, great things. Yeah. So... We were between, like, because we were looking at Nashville, and we were looking at Austin, and then we decided on Phoenix because um, Nashville and Austin are very cool cities. However, they don't really have much, like, hiking and, like, outdoorsy stuff. They have some lakes and stuff, but it's more of, like, the city vibe rather than, like... Both. Yeah. And I kind of wanted, like, a little bit of both. Yeah. Um... So, like, that's kind of how we decided on Phoenix. I think Nashville and Austin would be, like, amazing places to visit. But what I really was, like, looking, like, okay, where can I see myself living? Then it was Phoenix. And plus, like, you can get houses for, like, mad cheap things. She showed me the, like, what the, uh, maybe you didn't show me, and I think you told me to look, and I looked on my own. I found, like, a sick five-bedroom, like, three-and-a-half bath for, like, 
400 and I was like this yeah. would easily be upwards of 2 million in for in like Boca area. Yeah. It's crazy. I know. So, I mean like that's my thing. Um you know, when Richard and I just started dating and we got like more serious, I would say probably like 6 months into our relationship, I told him like I wasn't raising kids here. Yeah. And like if he wanted to have a family, then you were not living here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, I highly recommend doing that if you feel like that in any kind of way in your relationship because, you know, one person may think you want to stay here or stay where you're at, like, forever, and or maybe you want to stay there forever and the person you're with doesn't. So, it's just, like, if you ever feel a certain way, I would say always bring it up just so you can have that conversation because the earlier you have it, the better. That was, like, how I went into our relationship. Like, I was very upfront with what I wanted. Like, I didn't want to fuck around. I didn't want to play games. Like, I wanted a husband. I wanted to settle down. I wanted a family. And if you weren't ready for that, then tell me so I can go find someone who is. Yeah. And that's the best thing you can do for yourself. Like, 100%. So, I definitely think, like, when I did have that conversation with him, it was like, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Richard is a lot like Kat, where they're like, change, change, change. <laughs> okay, okay, not thinking. Later, later, later. <laughs> talk about later. So, like, once we did, like, talk about it and have, like, that full-on conversation, like, he agreed that he didn't, like, really see himself living here forever um, and was, like, open to moving as long as it was, like, somewhere we both wanted to do. He was very clear about, like, he wanted to stay with his company, so that's kind of how we narrowed it down between cities because there's so many places you can move. Um, so we looked at, like, places that where he has can basically transfer to within his company. That's, like, a different office. So we narrowed it down that way, and then we narrowed it down by weather that we could withstand. Yep. And then from there. So, yeah, I would say that's kind of, like, how I settled on Phoenix and, like, what I was looking for. I think, like, most of all, it's, like, comes down to how we want to raise our family, like, what kind of environment we want them to be in, um, and then also, like, what's there to do around there. Yeah. You know, like, for us, like, our priority is, like, having hiking, Mm -hmm. and also lakes around, and just, like, different things that you could do each weekend that make it fun. Yeah. So that's, like, my thing, but... Everyone's different. Everyone wants, like, prioritizes different things. If you're obsessed with the beach, then probably move to Florida. (laughs) Come on down. You can take our spots. (laughs) Come and take it. Yeah. I know that. I was also, like, you very upfront about not wanting to stay in in Florida, um, and Eric was the opposite. I think he always saw himself, at least, at least for the next 10 years, saw himself down here. Um, and we're both pretty stubborn people again. Don't, I don't like change. He's just, once he has his mind made up on something, it's, it's made up. And this was made up before I was even in the picture. So, Me and of course. Are the same. Yeah, it was like, so, like, of course he's going to stay. And I was like, I remember when I first brought it up, you know, very early on, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And then, like, Morgan, six months in, when it was much more serious, 
we both kind of were like, well, fuck. You know, like, here I am being like, no, I'm out. And he's like, well, I'm staying. And so I think we came to the conclusion, not I think, we did come to the conclusion that, you know, if I wanted to either go back to Philly or go to another city, um, you know, I, I would want to make sure that there was something there for me, like the activities. I want to be able to find a good job. Um, it wasn't necessarily a conversation about kids because I think we both kind of just assumed we'd move back to Philly if, if when we have kids, but you know, that's also something to take into account, but he would have to transition. Like I would move out there first and then he would transition there. Um, so that was like our kind of like compromise, I guess. Um, so. And Eric is also a golfer. Yeah. If you guys don't remember, so. You have to be able to golf. You have to be. You can't golf year round in Philly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's winter. So yeah, that was that's one of the reasons why we. I know, he was like, you know, like, I would keep, like, an apartment during the winter in Florida, so I would be able to golf down here, and I was like, um, excuse me? <laughs> so let me get this straight. A mom will have her hands full with kids, and dad will be in Florida golfing. I don't think so. Um, so there's a lot of, like, more things to work out, but at the end of the day... I can respect why he wants to stay in Florida and he can respect my reasons for not wanting to stay in Florida. But it's something that you have to have that conversation with someone who, you know, you can't be talking about getting married and having kids and your new house if one wants to stay and one wants (laughs) to move. (laughs) It's one of those things that you have to get out of the way early on. I remember when, like, we were talking about it, I was, like, debating wanting to stay here because I was, like, my niece is here. You know, I want, I didn't really grow up near my cousins, and I wanted, you know, my kids to be able to grow up right near their cousins and be, like, really close with them. And I kind of got to a point where I was, like, is that worth sacrificing yeah. what I want? Raise my children with better values and a better environment and, um, you know, like, create that kind of life somewhere else that I'd be happier, Richard would be happier, and, and obviously with the snowball effect, our children would be happier. Yeah. So it's worth it. It's worth it. And, you know, there's planes for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can always visit. You can... Do, like, monthly vacations, you know, or, like, you know, you could kind of talk about it and communicate with your family, and then you could set up, like, okay, this month we're all going to go here and meet up together. And for me, that would be so much nicer than living near my sister (laughs) because it's, like, I don't know about you guys, but when my family's together and we're all together, it's bad for a while. Yeah. But, like, a quick couple days, vacation, breeze. We love each other. Yeah. When we're all together, World War Three. Yeah. I love my dad. I cannot be home longer than in his house for more than a week. <laughs> we just, I feel like it reverts back to that, like, high school, middle school parent dynamic when I'm in his house. I'm like, this is weird. Yeah. But it's also, I can't be like, okay, I'm going to a hotel. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to pay when I have my old bedroom in my dad's house. Um, but yeah, so that's our plans for the future. Keeping my head 
or my mind to open is definitely going to be key. Um, Don't worry, I'm going to kidnap Kat and take her to Phoenix with me. <laughs> well, yeah, since this is unscripted and I was thinking about this anyway, um, Eric's golf schedule is kind of fucked in October, but I was hoping I could third wheel. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> so I'll be... I'll be... I'll be... I'll Eric can still maybe toss a couple bucks. Um... I mean, it depends on the weekend, but I was talking to him about his golf schedule, and he's like, the fall is some of the busiest. So I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna go. <laughs> so, cool. Luckily, Kat's, like, already, like, a part of our relationship. I'm here every week. I'm like, <laughs> Richie Rich, what's going on? I know everything about Morgan. Morgan knows everything about me. Yeah. Um, so, Yeah. So I know this wasn't a very eventful episode. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed us talking about ourselves. This is really unscripted today. <laughs> I'm literally talking to you like we're just catching up. I'm like, eh. Yeah, but that was our goal. It was our goal. We did what we said we were going to do, <laughs> for sure. Just talk about whatever's going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we have some fun episodes planned out. And, you know, you know what it is. You know what to do. All right, fam, that's it for the week. If you've made it this far, you're a real one. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. Leave a review to let us know how we did it. DM us any questions or stories you have, and we'll see you bitches next Wednesday.